This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Monday, 13 March in the year of our Lord, 2023. Um, we got a lot to get through in this hour, and we're going to get to it all. Uh, I want to bring in Crom Carmichael. Crom, the reason I like the, the fourth hour here, it gives me a little more time to expand on topics, and I'm not quite as pressed by our clock since we have a very different clock here. Clock is TV or radio speak for how we actually break the segments up. The... Uh, Posse, the war room audience, the cadre, the vanguard, uh, they got their work cut out for them. And we know people volunteer. They were the 3,500 to 4,000 volunteers for the Naomi Wolf Project. They're precinct strategy. They volunteer. They're hungry for action. And we need them here for the long term. Even people that got a few years on them, like I got a few years on me, we need them here for the long term. They have hearts of lions, but we have to make sure that we assist them and give them every opportunity to learn and find out more stuff to make sure their hearts are the engines because they got big hearts, right? And these, these are strong, dedicated, motivated, passionate people. We got to keep those hearts. We got to keep those hearts healthy. How do we do that, sir? Steve, uh, thanks so much. And that's a, that's a great preamble to talking about soul tea, which is a product that we've been manufacturing the active ingredient for 18 years. And I've been taking that product for that entire time. And you're talking about our hearts. And let me, let me just talk a little bit about our heart as a muscle and also as an organ. It's the only thing in our body that's both. And, and our cardiovascular system has 100,000 miles of veins and arteries, 100,000 miles. And our heart has to pump blood through those veins and arteries all day. And it, and it, and it pumps 100,000 times a day, and it pumps 2,500 gallons a day. And so if, if our heart goes out, we die quickly. And heart disease is called the silent killer. It's also the number one killer. And so I really encourage the posse. And by the way, close to 25,000 members of the posse have already signed up for Soul Tea. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate that and how excited we are. And we get some wonderful emails. But the way to get Soul Tea is to go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. And then enter the code Warm at checkout. And when you do that, you get $29.95 off the initial shipment, which is a very good deal. But then on an ongoing basis, on an ongoing basis on your subscription, you're getting three bottles for the price of two. Every 90 days, we ship three bottles for the price of two and we pay the freight. And so it's a great deal. It's really good for your heart. And I'm, I am the best person to talk about it because I've been taking it for 18 years, it lowered my bad cholesterol from 130 to 89, 18 years ago. It's been under 90 ever since. My blood pressure is in good shape, and I take zero prescription, uh, zero yeah. prescription drugs, and I'm 74 years old. Now, just everybody, look, if you're taking blood pressure medicine, which my mom and, and dad took forever, if you're taking a statin, you stay on that. You, you always work with your doctor. This is extra, particularly for people. They're maybe, maybe not that far down the curve, but this is why we love the extract yeah, if, of green if, tea. 
Yeah, and if you tell your doctor that that the active ingredient in soul tea is a super enriched concentration of a molecule called theoflavin, uh, your doctor or you can Google theoflavin and the heart health benefits of theoflavin, and you'll find all kinds of information. Now, you can also go to our website yeah. through warroomhealth.com and click on our science, and you'll see a lot of information there also. Yeah, that's, I want to immerse everybody in information. So just go to the uh, go to the website and check it out. Crom, honored to have you on here. Thank you, bro- uh, brother. Thank you for staying over until the second hour. Let's you go ahead and play. You. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I got I, I got a cold open. For, I got a cold open for Boris. I don't have a cold open for Boris. You told me I had a cold open, and I don't. We blew it. I can't go ahead and say you blew it. Okay, fine. Just let me know when you have that call. I, Boris had an amazing cold open for you. That's why I held you to the second hour. Boris, uh, you're a deal guy. Uh, before he became a uh, part of uh, of President Trump's operation and and became the surrogate and all that, you were uh, you were a, a investment banker. You worked on deals as a lawyer and as a financier. Uh, walk me through uh, your first take on uh, the situation in uh, in Silicon Valley with Silicon Valley Bank, sir. Steve, honor to be with you, honor to be with the posse. And here's what I'd say. It's not, I'd say it stands far beyond Silicon Valley. I mean, if you look at Signature Bank, I mean, that is a new, effectively a New York-focused bank, and so it would say New York-based bank, another bank that's had to close. And, and now there's been, uh, again, effectively a complete, uh, a complete bailout of all the deposits in both banks. We're talking into the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars uh, what the issue here is not these two banks. The issue here is the rot, is the complete and total destruction of the true strength of the American economy. If anybody thinks that we're anywhere close to where we were as a country, 50, 30, 20, 10, or when President Trump was in office three years ago, you're absolutely kidding yourself. You're fooling yourself because we have a total disaster. A total and absolute disaster going on in our country right now, and it is caused by runaway spending. It is caused by absolutely no adults in the room in the Biden administration, and it is caused by the fact that our economy is becoming more and more dependent on the Chinese Communist Party and doing Biden said, I got a call over, we're going to play in a second, hang on. But the, the Biden oh, gave an implicit guarantee to... Ni- ni- Nineteen trillion dollars of deposits, Boris. We have six hundred billion to eight hundred billion, I think, unrealized losses on banks' portfolios. This the the entire banking system is collapsed in the three three years that Donald Trump's been gone. How did that happen? It happened because there's absolutely nobody. Joe Biden's hopeless, pathetic. There's nobody close to Joe Biden that has any idea on anything that is going on. Literally no clue whatsoever how to handle, forget, you know, forget the country. I wouldn't trust any of these people, including the founder of Call Your Mother Bagels. I wouldn't trust them to run a supermarket. These people have no talent. All they know how to do is to focus on woke issues that do not matter. That is an absolute and total disaster for our country. Uh, I'm going to play this cold open. This happened on Chuck Todd's show today, and I'll be honest. It's one of the most uh, brilliant insights I've seen in this entire mess over the last four or five days. 
and said, and you talk, Chuck Todd was, I don't think NBC and MSNBC is happy. Let's go ahead and play it. I want to start very quickly with banking crisis. Maria Teresa, you were just saying you were surprised you haven't seen Powell, Powell yelling out more forcefully already. Jay well, Powell, I, Federal Reserve Chair. If you actually you look at which bank this is, this is the Silicon Valley Bank. This is the startup bank. This is also oftentimes the Democratic ATM bank of all those investors. And so the fact that you don't have these individuals, the investors that invest in the yeah. people. So the fact that you don't have someone actually talking from the administration and being so forceful, I do think that we're, what we're going to see are Republicans saying, oh, you shouldn't bail this one out. Mm. And it's going to be, I think, very much on, along political lines. Okay, um, Boris, two things I want to bifurcate. First off, she makes a very insightful comment. You don't see uh, Yellen and Powell. They, they, they rolled out Biden for three minutes. They say he's coming to address the nation before the market's open. Had everybody, okay, here's what he's going to do. He was, it was three minutes. Read it off the, the prompter for three minutes and then gone. You don't see Yellen and Powell out pushing and trying to sell this deal because they know it's a bailout and they don't want to be caught in a lie. Don't you find that odd that Treasury and the Fed are not out trying to push this deal and sell it to the American people, sir? Of course it's odd, Steve. It's odd, but it is in no way surprising. What is going on in our country is that our so-called supposed leadership has no interest whatsoever, not even close whatsoever, to solving the actual problems facing our country. And, by the way, totally correct. Is SVB a Democrat back? It sure is. And how about that? The the bank that's the, you know, the new powerhouse bank for uh, you, you know for uh, Democrats that was getting all these write ups about. I wonder how that bank's going to be doing in the next in the next several days because I bet that it, that spending money on turning boys into girls and girls into boys and 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 then making sure that green is governing our country is not going all that well for that bank as well. Uh, Boris, the president is in uh, Iowa tonight. We just got some videos. We're going to try to play those. Uh, very powerful. Why, why is President Trump going to Iowa for his first trip, and what is he going to do? President Trump is continuing to deliver the message that he's the leader this, that this country needs. He's the leader which stands for for bringing our country, make America great. It's not just a slogan. It is a mission statement. It is a way of life. It is a full focus of President Trump and those of us who are honored to be working for him. And while the Democrats and rhino Republicans are focused on tearing our country down, President Trump is focused on talking to the people of Iowa on issues that matter. Everything from farming to, of course, ethanol, but also broader to the border, every town a border town, to energy, making sure that people can afford the, the, the tank of gas. And yes, to banks and making sure that they are able to, without spending $23 trillion more dollars, be secure and safe in their own banking system. Because right now, what we have going on in this country is a total destruction of America, a rot of America. And it is extremely, extremely troubling. We talked about managed decline of our country. I want, I want, to, I want you to connect three dots to me. Uh, the poor folks in Ukraine, I think it's the bloodiest weekend of the war as they are just Russia and the Ukrainians are just going pound for pound on missile attacks, artillery attacks around Bakhmut. I think the, I heard the highest casualties of the entire war. Somewhere I read it might be as many as 1,500 troops, not even civilians, on both sides, combined on both sides, as they unleash each other, artillery barrages, rocket barrages. You've got Ukraine. You've got El Paso, where you had uh, the, uh, the, the, the illegal aliens surge 
uh, the port of entry, uh, 2,000 uh, military age men from Venezuela. And then you had Silicon Valley. Connect those dots. What, what is, is, is America in managed decline by our elites? Are we in a free fall right now? A free fall. And, you know, when they said, well, why is he yelling out front? I'll tell you, the last time I saw Janet Yellen's face, it's when she was halfway around the world in Ukraine. And I bet you that bank, amalgamated bank, had something to do with paying her money to go over there. You know, whether it's directly, whether it's through donations, who knows? Uh, so if you look at the, fund, the continued funding for Ukraine by the Treasury, the continued, the continued festering of this fire surrounded by nuclear reactors in Ukraine, it is deeply unacceptable. And then you have banks failing. Um, America's not able to, to access their money without a, a $20 trillion guarantee from the federal government while we're funding Ukraine and, and borrowing more and more money from the Chinese Communist Party. America is in free fall, and that's why we need President Trump back as soon as possible. Because look where we were just three years ago. We were down before COVID, and yes, after COVID, after President Trump got us through the worst of COVID. Dominating financially, dominating militarily, dominating on the world stage and domestically. And right now, we are an absolute embarrassment. How do you think the mullahs in Iran, the Chinese Communist Party, and yes, Vladimir Putin, how do you think they're, you know, they're looking at the failure of the Democrats' second or first favorite bank between SVB and Amalgamated? They're looking at it and saying that this is a total and complete embarrassment. And by the way, subtle news today. James Comer has subpoenaing financial information from Bank of America for all of the associates of the Biden crime family. Accountability is here. And accountability is not going to be pretty for the Bidens and their comrades. Yeah, when you start uh, getting bank records, uh, you're looking to do a deep dive for us. Uh, by the way, tonight we are going to live stream. I think Real America's Voice will be covering it. We're going to pick it up uh, on uh, their coverage on um, on Getter, the Savage Angels, uh, Jane Zirkel, uh, Grace Chung, uh, Maureen Bannon are going to be doing coverage. I'll jump into the live chat. want to make sure everybody we're covering President Trump wall to wall. Boris, how uh, how do we get uh, how do how do people get to you? Because I think now, particularly people interested in the campaign, need to get your morning newsletter and uh, and need to follow you on social media. Steve, an honor to be with you. And again, I want to point to something that I don't think has been discussed. What is going to happen to that bank, that amalgamated bank, right? That talks about all political organizations and and donating to cause to Democrat causes. If SVB is an older Democrat bank, still. It's going to be very intelligent to see what happens to Amalgamate and just how hard the, the complete corrupt Democrats work to to shore it up. I, keep an eye on that. I'm broader. All eyes on Iowa tonight. My information, the website is borisCP.com, hot on borisCP.com, hot on Getter at BorisCP, Twitter at BorisCP, hot on True Social at Boris, the hottest on the gram, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless all offense, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Boris, thank you. Not yours. Uh, what I want to do, we got one for Joanne, but I want to go back and play the one we just played for Boris because I want to I want to break this down for the audience and make sure that, that they fully they fully understand what we're talking about. Let's go ahead and play the cold open for Boris Epstein. I want to start very quickly with banking crisis. Maria Teresa, you were just saying you were surprised you haven't seen Power Power yelling out more forcefully already. Jay well, Powell, I, the Federal Reserve Chair. If you actually you look at which bank this is, this is the Silicon Valley Bank. This is the startup bank. This is also oftentimes the Democratic ATM bank of all those investors. And so the fact that you don't have these individuals, the investors that invest in the yeah. people. So the fact that you don't have someone actually talking from the administration and being so forceful, I do think that we're, what we're going to see are Republicans saying, oh, you shouldn't bail this one out. Mm. And it's going to be, I think, very much on, along political lines. 
how did this bank, uh, which started out, I think, in the 80s, uh, over a poker game or something that should do it. How did, how did it become such a powerhouse? How did it become the 16th largest bank in the nation? And how did it become it even punched much higher above their weight than that? Part of this ties to uh, Nancy Pelosi and, and, and money and venture capital, private equity and hedge funds in, uh, in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, and then, of course, San Francisco. And when Nancy Pelosi was elected to Congress, remember, she kind of once, I think somebody passed away. She ran a primary. She, she won the seat. I think she first time was against, I don't know, 18 or 19 people. She was kind of a fire-breathing anti-CCP. This is around Tiananmen Square. She was very anti uh, the CCP, what they had done. Uh, I think she had a number of Asian Americans in her district, and she was a real fire-breather. And Nancy Pelosi, I think she had been on a school board, or she was very interested in education through her children. And, you know, it was kind of you're, you're going to be your classic backbencher. The rise of Nancy Pelosi and the rise of Silicon uh, Valley Bank to be powerhouses are both because of the massive tech surge in the, in the, in the Clinton administration and then all the way through uh, to today, where really Silicon Valley went to become a major driver, if not the major driver of the American economy. What Nancy Pelosi thought of, or she seemed of, was the shakedown, the investment banks in, um, in, in San Francisco and the venture capitalist on Sand Hill Row or down in Palo Alto. Nobody really hit them up for donations before. People would always go to New York. They go to Palm Beach. They go to L.A. Uh, they would go, you know, they go hit the oil guys down in Dallas. Nobody had, had, had systematically shaken down the new money, the new establishment, the new oligarchs. And that would be the venture capitalist on what's called Sand Hill Road uh, down there in Palo Alto. And also the four horsemen with these smaller investment banks, Robertson Stevens, Montgomery Securities, the four horsemen of, uh, of these investment banks that were there taking all these IPOs. That's what Nancy Post, remember later, Peter Schweitzer did the book uh, talking about all these elites that have been kissed into these deals. She would get friends and family a stock, uh, which is the way the investment banks make their clients money. They, they kiss you into a friends and family round in venture capital. Then they give you some other equity as, uh, as these things get uh, a deal priced out to an IPO, and then they throw some extra stock in for the IPO. IPO is launched, you're in the shoe, bang, you get to blow out at the IPO price, you keep some other money later. But this is how her husband, who was no, you know, he's not an investment genius. I think he ran a, I think he ran like a car service, like a, like a charging rider, like a Uber service back in those days. And remember, because Nancy Pelosi's um, father is the mobbed up mayor of uh, Baltimore, my, uh, my mom's uh, hometown. Uh, Nancy's from uh, Nancy Pelosi is from there, but she made a fortune, made herself very rich. But more importantly, I think it was billions of dollars. She became her rise to power was directly related to her ability to, to raise money. Silicon Valley Bank started small, but then they came up with this thing called venture lending. Right. And all this is, is a scam. In other words, the venture capitalist puts in money in back of the company like the payroll company you saw in the earlier hour. Uh, they put equity in, but they don't want to put too much in because it makes it harder to get return. It makes it hard to get a juiced up a return on equity. You always want leverage in a deal, like in a real estate deal, your mortgage is leverage or an LBO where you're, you're borrowing as much money as you possibly can against the bricks and mortar business, against the cash flow, because then you can multiply your, uh, this leverage gives you ability to multiply your returns. The same in, in, in venture capital through Silicon Valley Bank, where they had these essentially bogus uh, venture loans, which is essentially just lending uh, to the venture capitalist uh, the money of the depositors, which mu much of the time was kind of their cash to make sure they could juice the returns. So they didn't have to put in 10 million of equity. We'll put in six and we'll borrow four in venture and also made it less dilutive for the management team. So the, the cool kids table 
in uh, in in Silicon Valley. That's what it was like the cool kids table in high school. They had insiders and insiders deals. In fact, they gave them all these mortgages because obviously the real estate prices exploded up there. They give them under market mortgages. They would give them ability to buy additional stock with uh, the ability to margin their stock and, and give them loans. This was an entire system. And, and then the other thing, what the young woman analyst said on uh, Chuck Todd, it was an ATM. Because this is where all the this is where all the Democrats hung out. This was the oligarchs' bank. What you had here was the oligarchs' bank, and they used it like that. And so to know and to go through of what we know now, this remember most commercial banks should have a three times leverage, four times leverage, five times leverage. I don't know, maybe six. I'm old school. Investment banks, eight to one, you know, ten to eight to one. You know, you're even getting dicey there. In the financial crisis of twenty. Uh, of 2008, remember the criticism that the investment banks were up to 20 leverage, 20 to 1, 25 to 1, some 30 to 1, I think 135 to 1. The leverage on this bank, a commercial bank supposedly, was 185 to 1. This bank has been insolvent since at least the fourth quarter of last year, and yet they let it, uh, they let it, um, they let it operate. So, and you see why this is a democratic uh, regime. Uh, and they run with an iron fist. Of course, California is, is New, Gavin Newsom, who's the what the nephew of Nancy Pelosi. These people know how the system works. They're total insiders, and you're a total and complete outsider. One of the reasons we have the show is try to make sure that you have the information and the access and the uh, and and the uh, and the and the structure of uh, of process, processes and critical paths, so that you kind of know what's going down. This is a total 100% scam. There's no doubt about it. And you're paying the ticket. It is. The yesterday they went and said, we're not going to give, we're not going to give uh, bailouts. Remember? And that's for the David Sachs of the world and the venture capital, the oligarchs, that wasn't good enough. They needed rock solid guarantees. And today they guaranteed the $150 billion, $150 billion that are, um, that are deposits that are uh, uninsured deposits. Now, the question is, how did they go? I heard their cash went from $42 billion down to negative one the other day. We've got to figure out how much cash on the balance sheet. The reason this bank wasn't sold to one of the bigger, more sophisticated financial institutions over the weekend, J.P. Morgan said we're out, PNC said we're out, others said we're out, is that you, you, the, people can't make head or tails of what's going on here. This is all directly, directly related to the Biden regime's, to the Biden regime's economic policies, the Biden regime's the com- com- maniacal madness of this spending, of what they've added to the national debt. This ties back to why the debt crisis is so important, and particularly the debt ceiling, and why your voice is, is so important. Um, and you've got to call your congressman. In fact, I want to make sure everybody's got the number. The number up here is to be, it was a two, um, I'll get this number from earlier today. It's 202. And if I can just go down, 202 was a 225-3121. Is the Senate? That's two zero two. I remember that. I'm not getting too old for this game. My, my producers always give me stink eye, like I'm some old man. Two zero two, two two five three one two one. You got that's the switchboard for the Senate. You got all the collaborationists over there. The eighteen collaborationists. They're there with Mitch McConnell. Two zero two 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 five three one two one. Give them a piece of your mind. And two zero two, two zero two 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 four three one two one is the House. And you got to ask these guys. Say, look, you need to step up here. This is a Democratic ATM. First off, it would be horrible if it wasn't a Democratic ATM. It would be absolutely awful, and it should not happen. They didn't bail out the people in East Palestine. 
You saw the hearing in, in Yuma last week with the with the hospital with 26 million in debt because the illegal aliens using they can't get paid back. You heard about the education system. You heard about the law enforcement system. You heard about the education or the healthcare system that's clapping, collapsing. They ain't bailing out Yuma. They certainly are not bailing out East Palestine, Ohio. Okay, uh, they're not bailing out El Paso right now. You saw the you saw the uh, really the invasion yesterday couldn't have been more in your face. People demanding, hey, we heard that you're going to let us in, and you don't have a choice. You don't have a country. You don't really have sovereignty. We're going to come in. We're two thousand military age males from uh, Venezuela, and we're coming in. I wonder how many of those guys came from the prisons that they're opening up. How many bad guys? How many? How many? How many uh, agents of disruption are in that group? Right. I'm sure they're all choir boys. Right. You see the destruction everywhere. And where, where's Janet Yellen been? When, instead of overseeing and regulating these banks and be on top of things, she's uh, schlepping over to Ukraine on some big photo op. Where, you know, she, she's walking down with the roses. She's got the big crocodile tears coming down. We don't want to see any of that. That's of no interest to us. That's of interest to the Ukrainian people. And not, not talking about their courage and their valor. And other people want to go over there. It's fine. You're Secretary Treasury of the United States of America. For you to go over and sit there and guarantee their pension funds and guarantee their health care payments, guarantee their government with $5 billion cash a month, and you do, not, you do not go to East Palestine and talk to those folks, you don't go to Yuma, Arizona and talk to those folks, you're disgusting. It's the reason we find you revolting and disgusting, because guess what? You are revolting and disgusting. And then what you do is you set up this sham that even you yesterday, the Financial Times of London quoted, you dismissed bailouts. Uh, you dismissed bailouts of SPV, and then you lied because you bailed them out. First off, it's, it's impossible. It's $150 billion of deposit, uninsured deposits right there. You don't have $100 billion in the FDIC. I think it's 100 125 about there. You're going to have to jack up fees to everybody in the nation at their banks to pay for it. It's a bailout. It's 100% bailout. And you look the people in the eye and you, you lie to them. We're going to take a short commercial break. We've got a lot more to get to. And we're going to get to it all. Joe Allen's going to join. We're also going to talk about the economists finally caught up to the war room, a special edition on the coming struggle in the war over Taiwan. We're going to talk about that. We talked to a brilliant young woman today, Cleo Pascal. That was just absolutely amazing. We're going to get to all that. We got a lot to do and not a lot of time to do it. On the last half hour of the early evening, I guess the late afternoon or early evening show here in the world. Be back in a moment. Americans have had it. They're done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars, while trashing the country that made their success possible. Until recently, we had to take it. But companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy one which embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you can get the best possible service in your area. Plus, they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. All this plus the knowledge that you are supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them 
right now at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code BANNON. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Remember, stop giving monies to companies that hate you. Support the Patriot Mobiles of the world. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly 250 grand. And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Electronic. Uh, it's going to involve a vocabulary an instrumentation that is just as new to me as the printing press was when Gutenberg came along a few hundred years ago and said, hey, do you know that you can turn on to God with a printed word? Uh, Electronics uh, is going to be the language of uh, theology of the future. It may be that we're heading for an Orwellian world in which IBM itself will 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 assume some sort of metaphysical reality, but I say that if that happens, we will have lost whatever it is that makes civilization take any meaning at all. I don't think it's that easy to form new religions. Well, 
I've been an admirer of Aleister Crowley. I think that uh, I'm carrying on much of the work that uh, he started uh, over 100 years ago, and I think the 60s themselves. You know, Crowley said, uh, uh, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law under love. It was a very powerful statement. I'm sorry he isn't around now to appreciate the glories that he started. And a warning from Tesla Motors CEO Elon Musk about artificial intelligence, which he has called more dangerous than nuclear weapons. Musk spoke at a symposium at MIT. I mean, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. You know, you know all those stories where there's the guy with the pentagram and the holy water, and he's like, yeah, you sure you can control the demon? <laughs> then work out. I mean, it seemed to me some time ago that you could sort of think of humanity as a biological bootloader for digital superintelligence. Well, computers actually are already much smarter than, than people on so many dimensions. We just keep moving the goalposts. Basically, there's just a smaller and smaller corner of, of, what, of intellectual pursuits that humans are better than um, computers. And that every year, it gets smaller and smaller. And, and soon we will be far, far surpassed in every single way. I don't think Artificial intelligence is a threat. People like us, street smart, we're never scared of that. We, we think it's a great fun, and we want to change ourselves to embrace it. I don't know, man. That's like famous last words. It was like ChatGPT's blind version of like throwing the ideals at a place where they were exactly the wrong ideals to solve the problem. When the problem is that demon summoning is easy and angel summoning is much harder. Open sourcing all the demon summoning circles is not the correct solution. Not even using, and I'm using Elon Musk's own terminology here. They talk about AI as summoning the demon, which, you know, not accurate, but, and then the solution was to put a demon summoning circle in every household. Okay, uh, welcome back. By the way, we take great pride here at the War Room in our cold opens uh, in the morning and the afternoon show that we pull from, you know, MSNBC and CNN to let you see what people are really thinking uh, about you. At first, when we started doing it, you know, the audience hated it. I can't stand the sound of Rachel Maddow's voice now they're addicted to it as we put these together from the financial press the business press and of course what's happening in politics i might say though i just want to make sure you know we're not taking credit the cold opens for joe allen are all joe allen's own creation it's not the production team here with the rest of the world joe does his own uh work and i gotta tell you joe they're amazing every time i watch them i my jaw drops uh of where you find this amazing footage there timothy leary buckley and elon musk Talk to me because it was due. It was the. It was. I think it was in the August, um, uh, New York Times, the the paper of record, our beloved Republic, that they're talking about demon summoning and and what AI, the the vast pit of hell that AI could potentially open up for us. What's what's going on? You know, Steve. Yeah. And by the way, I really appreciate the shout out on the cold opens. Uh, it's a labor of love, except for I hate my material. Um, the, uh, the New York Times has really become, uh, I, I think, at least aware of the dangers of AI in a way that uh, it's sane, and yet it's tapping into some of the, the darkest elements that all of these sorts of transhumanists and posthumanists, and of course the anti-tech crowd has been talking about for a long time. And so, you know, we had Maureen Dowd talking about the possibility of AI sentience, uh, we had the transcript from Kevin Roos, who uh, described the Jungian shadow self of Bing's uh, use of, of uh, GPT technology. And then yesterday, uh, a, a pretty astounding article appeared from Ezra Klein, who I, 
very rarely see me agreeing with much Ezra Klein has to say outside of his, his, his deep knowledge of tech. And he has a deep knowledge of tech. I'll admit that readily. But it, the title is This Changes Everything. And uh, the first thing I, I should probably quote from it, uh, he, he, got, he quotes Paul Cristiano, who uh, was at OpenAI. He left OpenAI uh, to join the uh, Alignment Research Center, like AI alignment, aligning AI with human interest. And with all of this onrush of artificial intelligence, Paul Cristiano says, the broader intellectual world seems to wildly overestimate how long it will take AI systems to go from large impact on the world to unrecognizably transformed world. This is more likely to be years than decades, and there's a real chance that it's months. Now, I've been seeing a lot of people say this. A lot of them, like Eliezer Yudkowsky, who we just heard at the end of that cold open, um, also a number of other transhumanists, including Zoltan Istvan and others, saying that AI is rocketing towards really unpredictable effects. And we've covered that for two years now, and it's certainly in, in that time, you can see not just the hype, but the actual capability of a lot of these technologies really taking off and then the, the sudden impact on society being beyond imminent, it's now happening. But maybe the most jarring part of that uh, article, Steve, from Ezra Klein, he talks about his, he, he moved to San Francisco years ago. He talks to tech people all the time. He says that better than science fiction, the, the apt metaphors for what they're doing in technology come from occult texts. And he compares it to an act of summoning, along with another New York Times writer. And Klein says, the coders casting these spells have no idea what will stumble through the portal. And he says that they speak of this freely. And he says, these coders are not naifs who believe their call can be heard only by angels. They believe they might summon demons. They are calling anyway. And when pressed for why on earth they would risk even just the psychological damage, let alone any actual material damage from what artificial intelligence could do to the infrastructure or in warfare or whatever, he says that these coders feel they have a responsibility to usher this new form of intelligence into the world. And while they're mostly speaking of this in terms of metaphor, not all of them, by the way, this sort of language and these sorts of uh, ideas have been around for well over a century. You can see it in the old film Metropolis from 1927 with the robot and the pentagram and the sort of deep fake virgin. And you can see it all the way up through the hippie movement with Terrence McKenna and, of course, Timothy Leary talking about the connection between the occult and technology. A lot of people in Silicon Valley are also on that page. And then, of course, Elon Musk uses these same metaphors of summoning the demon when he talks about artificial intelligence, especially its dangers. So it's a very eerie time, Steve, and I, I think that these metaphors are coming to the surface of the culture are very important. And for religious people, they are extremely important. Yeah. Okay. As we talked about, artificial intelligence is just one aspect of the convergence to the singularity, whether it's advanced chip design, quantum computing. Um, um, regenerative robotics, uh, everything to do with CRISPR and biotechnology and nanotechnology, the conversion of that is the singularity. And AI 
as we keep talking about there, it's accelerating at an accelerating rate. Look, I am happy to be one of the, the hopefully <laughs> the heads of the anti-technology, the Luddites. I'm proud to be a Luddite. Uh, but I, before I go, we got Dr. Nicholas uh, Kaderis here about big tech and, and mental health. I'm going to get him up in a second. He's going to speak at this conference uh, that's being put on by Patrick Coffin and, and the guys uh, on, um, on a, you know, uh, hope is fuel. So I want to get some hope in here. But I want to go back to Alistair Crowley because it was interesting in Timothy Lear's discussion. When we talk about, even without the summoning of the demons, when we just talk about what their watchword was, what their mantra was, was do what thou wilt. Do what thou wilt. Isn't that exa- exactly what this, uh, the big tech is, is freeing them from any bounds of social norms or anything? Forget the Judeo Christian West. I'm talking about any just humanity norms because. I keep telling people when they say, oh, they're doing the replacement theory about whites with the Hispanics. I said, no, no, no. Our replacement theory here at the War Room is about homo sapiens, right? About, uh, about people that are made, individuals made in the image and likeness of God and imbued with the divine spirit of the Holy Spirit. Uh, isn't do what thou wilt kind of the watchword of these? And we see a guy like Ezra Klein, who Ezra Klein is all about technology, but really about polling and practical politics. When you see him running something like this, it's got this esoteric occult aspect to it. You really start to get nervous, uh, Joe Allen. 100%, Steve. I mean, this is something that, um, you know, when I first began writing, I wrote a lot about rock and roll and rock and roll culture. Uh, you know, I worked in uh, I worked in entertainment, I could say. Uh, you used to give me hell about that. But, um, you know, I, I worked a lot of concerts. Hold it, 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 hold it. Joe, hold it, hang on. Joe was when he says entertainment, he's the guy that put up the sound system. Those when you go to those concerts and you see those magnificent how they put put them out. Joe is the guy in the rafters without a safety belt, right? Hanging that. So don't that's broad, entertainment industry broadly defined. But no, it's it, go ahead, sir. I I digress. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on which bar I'm at and who I'm talking to, right? So, uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, the the entertainment industry, without a doubt, rock and roll, the whole history of rock and roll, uh, the entirety of the 60s was this, you know, suffused with these metaphors of the deal with the devil, right? You think of uh, Robert Johnson, the famous blues player, uh, you know, who the white man took the blues from, but he took the blues from the devil at the crossroad, right? So that mythos goes very, very deep. And that ethos of do what thou wilt is also suffusing that movement, right? So the entire explosion of the, the sort of uh, cultural revolution in America of the 60s and the explosion of uh, what would, you know, you could say also hip hop and the various other uh, subcultures in which rebellious youth was tapped into by entertainment corporations uh, and turned against tradition, order, and their parents, all on the basis of do what you want, follow your bliss, follow your heart, uh, you know, the, the destruction be damned. All of that really has culminated into the modern kind of uh, Silicon Valley ethos of uh, move fast and break things because they are moving fast and they've already broken so much and they are continuing to break things and they seem to be hell bent on breaking whatever it is in their path. And that path, of course, being driven by their desire, their will, what we want to do. It's the entirety of the accelerationist movement. So you take out, if, you, if you're a pure rationalist, imagine you're an atheist, you take out all of the sort of supernatural elements as a metaphor, without a doubt, they have long summoned demons and uh, the demons have wreaked havoc on traditional American and Western culture and world traditional cultures as a whole.
Uh, Joe, hang on a second. I want to bring in Dr. Uh, Nicholas Caderas. Uh, uh, He's going to speak at this conference, uh, Hope is Fuel. So give us some hope here, sir. Your, your topic is what big tech and mental health. <laughs> We've seen from the bailout of the tech uh, ATM uh, in uh, in Silicon Valley to to Joe's uh, revelations of of deconstructing Ezra Klein's quite frankly very disturbing piece in the New York Times about artificial intelligence. How are we going to get some hope out of big tech in mental health, sir? Well, we can't get hope until we we identify the problem. I've written quite a bit about the AI and transhumanism movement, by the way, because our mental health won't be worth a damn if our species gets replaced. And I think you know I, I enjoyed your cold open because I'd met. I'd met Timothy Leary the year before he died, and you know he was still waxing poetic about he was he tilted at windmills with psychedelics, and then he said that I remember talking to him about this in 1994, where he was talking about consciousness expansion through the digital realm, and um, back then you know that was his new thing. But but you know history or human history is full of god complexes and hubris, and how those experiments never come out well, and and what we're looking at in the transhumanism movement, which the high priest is Ray Kurzweil in the singularity movement, um, where the play here is an immortality play. Um, and, and I think a lot of people who have been seduced by their technology and we've, you know, we've all read the stories and I've done a lot of research and I've done a lot of speaking about, I was one of the first people that talked about our technology can be habit forming. That was six or seven or eight years ago. And then we understood that our habituation could lead to some mental health issues, but essentially we've all been put in digital cages that we've been seduced and addicted to while we've monetized the 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 gas tank or we we've filled up the fuel tank of big tech and if you study the five leading heads and if you read what they've said how they follow ray kurzweil's uh singularity dream they're they're looking to monetize us for resources to be able to create this transhumanist uh evolutionary model that they're looking to do they're looking they're looking at it as the next step of our human evolution and people like i think you and i are looking at it as playing with fire that's going to be uh, species potentially species destroying so the hope comes d in being able to yeah, yeah, yeah. And before we get to the hope i just want to ask you because you get back to the singularity and everybody's mesmerized now by ai because of the chat gpt at, at, for davos man who was like a little fanboy with it um what I'm concerned about, and I keep telling, because having done enough financing in different areas, when things start picking up, what I call accelerating at an accelerating rate, that's what you're seeing now. And it's every vertical that leads to the singularity, whether it's regenerative robotics, whether it's uh, uh, artificial general intelligence, or artificial intelligence, whether it's uh, quantum computing, uh, advanced chip right. design, you know, biotechnology, CRISPR, the conversion people don't, and what's happening in these research labs. ChatGPT is like a tiny rudimentary device compared to what they've got going on. That is my big fear is that in every one of these verticals that lead to the singularity, we're much farther down the road than, than, than people think. Right. Your thoughts? Well, even Zuckerberg has pivoted from now the metaverse. I mean, really subtly has pivoted from, well, not so subtly from the metaverse, which was a big financial disaster for Meta to now AI. Just in the last two weeks, he's saying, all right, that was kind of a bust, and now let's essentially focus on AI and what you accurately called AGI, artificial generalized intelligence, because that's what we're talking about, sentience, um, not just smart cars. Now we're talking about, the, you know, it's the Frankenstein, uh, you know, your, Joe Allen before was dead on with his 
as a mythologist, you know, the archetype, the Frankenstein myth archetype, uh, the God complex trying to create life and then the monster destroying the creator as it did with Dr. Frankenstein. That's where we're at. This has happened with Oppenheimer back with the atomic bomb. Oppenheimer stormed into Truman's office and saying, what have we done? What have I done? And he quoted the Bhagavad Gita saying, we've destroyer of worlds and Truman threw him out of his office. At that point, the genie was out of the bottle. Uh, the nuclear age had begun and the creators were no longer in control. And, and this quickening that you're alluding to, that's exactly what's happening. We're going to let the genie out of the bottle or we're letting the genie out of the bottle and no one's going to be able to control it. It'll, it's going to be too late. And yeah, we can talk about mental health and some of the other things that are happening because those are very real events that I treat in my, I have, I own treatment programs around the country and I've write a lot about the uh, adverse mental health impacts but we're not going to be able to address this until we awaken to the reality of what's happening. But we've all not only been seduced and sedated by our technology, but we have a form of Stockholm syndrome. We've deified the people who have kidnapped us or locked us in these cages. We're Patty Hearst's to, uh, to Bezos and Zuckerberg and Gates. And, and, and there are rock stars while they're entrapping us and, uh, and really stunting our society. You know, look, you don't, have to be a rocket scientist to look at what's happening to teenagers and young adults. Their mental health is the worst on record. And as you go down generational cohorts from baby boomers to Gen Z, to Gen X to Gen Z to millennials, they're getting worse and worse in their psychiatric uh, metrics. These are the younger you are, the more plugged in you are, the more digitally connected you are, the more unwell you are, the more suicidal, the more overdosing, the more anxious, the more depressed. And so what we as the adults in the room who, who remember the before times have to say here and no further, we have to take our humanity back. And, you know, there's legislative approaches, there's Section 230 repeals, there's antitrust laws, there's mechanisms that we can use, but we have to be aware enough of what's happening because what I think a lot of people are missing is it's just happened so quickly. You know, most people... It yes. feels like our technology, our screen realities have been around forever, but it's been 10 to 15 years where we've shifted as a society. Yes. Uh, doctor, we got to bounce. How do people get to your writing, social media, and how they get to the, the conferences on the 18th? We recommend everybody go. There's a free aspect to it, and there's an aspect you can pay and get more right. insights, but it's Hope definitely is free fueled. if you want to go. Is where is do fueled. people go? Right. Hopeisfuel.com right, is for the conference on Saturday. My book, is, my latest book is Digital Madness. Uh, which is available on Amazon. My publisher is St. Martin's Press. And uh, and my website is www.drcardaris.com. So uh, I encourage everybody to wake up and, and be hopeful and fight back for our humanity. The great, the great work. Got to wake and you can't sleep, right? Can't go into the deep sleep. Doctor, <laughs> thank you so much. Honored to have you on here. Thank you. Um, what is it? Uh, Groundhog Day. Right. One of the great esoteric works of our time. Uh, Joe Allen, where do people get you in your great writing, sir? Uh, you can find it at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z on Twitter and Gitter, uh, Jobot.xyz and Warroom.org under the transhumanism tab. And uh, I got to say, too, Steve, Dr. Carderis, uh, that was that was excellent. Extremely impressed. I look forward to reading his book. Amazing. Amazing, 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 amazing. Okay, Joe, thank you very much. We're going to be back here at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, Eastern Daylight Time with more amazing and on fire. See you then. Back in the world.
War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Soul Tea. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 